0: We should do this. Blueberry. Nice!
1: Curses. <laughs> <laughs> One of these is gin. So, okay, yeah, so you're going to be... You have a 50-50 chance of it you're being okay. You're pretty good shot, Ooh, so sorry. Is that Evan Williams? Perfect. All right, so what do we got? All right, so first thing is cranberry. Second, two things are ginger ale and... Cranberry juice. Happy Halloween. Who wrote that? It's Cranberry juice. So, no cranberry and no ginger. Yeah, so we've got Coke and tonic, tonic. and Thank Coke. You.
2: Is Evan Williams, like, some sort of, like, really shit bourbon you're familiar with, or no?
0: It's not great. Dear Evan Williams. <laughs> Very different musical. <laughs> Just a drug singing to a bottle. Yeah, exactly. Dear Evan Williams. Yeah be found in my mouth. I'm
2: offended by how often Spotify recommends Do you a will be found? <laughs> and A Thousand Dreams or whatever that song is called. Oh, from, um, from The Greatest
0: dreams. Showman. Is it A
2: Thousand or A Million I don't dreams? fuck it. I know
1: what you mean but a I don't many, know what it's called. It. Yeah, all, all dreams.
2: I could have a million dreams
1: I've only listened to the music in The Greatest Showman and I haven't seen it but the music don't is very samey. It's a dumb movie. Did, you did see it though. Rich and I saw it, yeah. Okay. The thing is, right? But it was bad just not good bad the, the think, concept is frustrating to me by the way because I don't want a humanizing musical about no the about fact that it's written in R the Arnold. past 10 years is nuts to me yeah. again if
2: you want to romanticize his circus from like the 50s where yeah. you, you were didn't know any be like, better yeah. yeah but like now that we know it's like it's like nowadays making a musical about Columbus right no right. you,
1: you wouldn't
0: you, you can't unknow
1: this thing about yeah. him yeah <sighs> really
0: it's so weird I'm going I'm to try it Oh, it's not a good vodka. No, it's not. I don't I don't think I can finish this. There are so many worse vodkas. Actually. Do you want to try I'm sure. It. All right, I'm going to dump this because there's no way in fucking finishing this. I will... Where are you going to dump it? In the sink. Oh. Where one dumps things. Oh, God. I can still taste this. i
2: got to drink full that's fat impressive. soda. I'm going to finish this and I, you made me drink full fat soda, so... Oh, it's okay, not
0: real sugar. I put on some makeup Turn on the 8-track, yeah. I'm pulling To Why Do We Watch This? The podcast where three friends watch a bad movie, talk about what they liked, what they didn't like, and how they would fix that bad movie, all while drinking a themed cocktail that they made especially for that movie, or in this case, many cocktails that they made by pulling drinks out of a paper bag. (laughs) I am Brendan Robin,
1: what's sex like? Drishler. I am Lee, let me taste your honey. Jolly And I'm Chris, I think culottes are neat, Ravel.
0: And as you can surely tell from our nicknames, <laughs> Naomi and Eli heads that you are, the movie that we watched for this episode was 2015's Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List, directed by Kristen Hangy, yep. written by Amy Anderson and Emily Meyer, based on the book by David Levithan and Rachel Cohn, Con? I'm not sure how to say it, Cohn. starring Victoria Justice, Pearson Fode, or possibly Fode, Foday. because there was an accent mark, Ryan Ward, Matthew Daddario, and Griffin Newman. So the drinks, as I said before, that we did for this one were a little bit different than our normal, carefully plotted, well-reasoned, and entirely thematically appropriate drinks that we've made for other movies. Uh-huh. This time, we did Lee, Brendan, and Chris's No Sip List. So what we did is we had Lee go down and buy a whole bunch of nips. Lots of nips. She went right on down there to get those yeah, nips. she got her nips. She's got a whole bag of them. We've got uh, Kentucky Bourbon, we've got some Berker Snaps, which is Icelandic, Gin, Jameson with IPA, Bombay, Dry Gin, Bacardi Lemon, Blue Blueberry vodka, orange peel whiskey, Takua, yeah, it's Italian. Oh, okay, okay, brand. Italian liquor. Okay, and uh, tequila. And so for mixers, we had tonic water, cranberry juice, Coca Cola, and ginger ale. So what we did was we threw all of those nips into a sack. We all went through and picked one out, and then we also wrote down on a slip of paper which mixer would be on our no sip list. So we had to knock them out for each round and. For for you know whatever you wrote down, that meant we could not use it. Sometimes it was just one mixer, sometimes it was multiple. Lee, you have a record of what we uh, ended up drinking.
2: First round, it was Jameson's IPA whiskey. With, uh, we all took ginger ale. From yes. Our mixer. So yes. the no sip for that round was tonic water and Coke, mm-hmm. which was unfortunate because one of us got whiskey, one of us got gin. Yep. So that took out the, the traditional combo. That it did. Um, Brendan, you got Jameson's IPA whiskey. Chris, you got the burger Icelandic birch. Birch snaps. snaps. It has an actual twig from an actual tree. Mm-hmm. In a
0: mm-hmm.
2: bottle mm-hmm. Much I got like a tequila with a worm I got some yeah. straight up B.S.
0: yes, Yep, you did. Um, but we all had ginger ale with it. We did, and it, it was mostly fun. worked out pretty well. Yeah, I would say Chris yeah. is actually yours. Uh, when I had a sip of your nip, Chris, as <laughs> is my want, always sipping damn nips.
1: You're always going after these nips. Yep, I
0: uh, I was not a huge fan of it, but actually I thought I mixed really well with ginger ale. Yes. Yes,
2: yes. Too. Do uh, you guys I
0: know what you got for the second one? I don't I know. Uh, second one, I had Craval. Oh, oh, that's right. And I had the uh, Bonnie Rose whiskey, the orange peel whiskey. That's right. You had the white whiskey.
1: White orange peel whiskey and with cranberry um, juice. We uh, yeah, well, so we,
2: are, we all had cranberry for the second one. Well, right. because our
1: no sip list. We was, all knocked out no ginger. Yeah, yeah we, we all knocked out ginger ale. None
2: of us wanted, and then most of us didn't want cranberry juice for the third one. Yeah, because so we just kept knocking
0: out the one we just had. Right, with. so there are patterns to be found in this no sip list of yeah. ours. Um, I did not love my second drink that much. I think the orange peel whiskey was probably an interesting choice and might have paired well with something, but it just Honestly, ended up smelling I don't really. Tastes
1: better with ginger ale.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it probably would have, because when mix of cranberry juice just ended up being kind of fruity, overwhelmingly fruity,
1: like a candle. Contrary-wise, with this Jose Cuervo Silver, just what my nip was for that second round, it tasted pretty good. Yep, I'm I had um, right I just
2: lemon rum, <laughs> which I'm not really a big rum person. Rum is my least favorite liquor. Huh. I think. I don't like rum, it's sweet, it's by nature, or spiced.
0: It is Either more is spiced, spice, usually. Well, but... Boston rum is very sweet. it That's right. We do love our molasses That's here in Boston. Why the uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why the
2: molasses so flood.
0: That's why the molasses flood. So that, indeed. For round three, what did we... Next? I mean, I got the fucking Evan Williams bourbon whiskey. Yeah, I mix... got that terrible blueberry vodka. Didn't
1: we mix... We didn't, we didn't get rid of crayon... Did we, we had tonic we water. Did. Yeah, we got, I used tonic. We got water. rid of we got rid we got of rid cran of, and, and ginger. Yes, yeah, ginger, yeah.
0: so we had tonic water and Coke. I used tonic water with my blueberry vodka, and let me tell you, terrible. It's tasted little mean, like a little bit like a melted vodka with... is the problem. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. 100%. You're fighting. You're, you're, you're fighting losing battle. Yeah, you are. You are. So mine vodka. just tasted like an alcoholic Slurpee that had melted. I tried it again with cranberry juice, and it was a little bit better, but
1: nonetheless, it is a bad vodka. I got Bombay Sapphire and tonic, which. I, I can't finish it, I'm, guys. I'm too drunk. I've been drinking to, all day. To, to keep going. I was at a wedding shower earlier, so my I've been drinking all day. Has day. taken a nose What a baby!
2: I've always had pretty good tolerance, and it remains. Mm-hmm. But I am—I'm <laughs> sipping my way through this awful, very cology, like whiskey coke yeah. with my bourbon and coke. <laughs> I don't like whiskey coke Like I don't I, don't, I don't like a good whiskey This is not a good bourbon So overall
1: yeah, I don't like coke So it's all It's a lose-lose How would we rate Our experience with this game? I would say much like On The movie the upon which movie. it is based Yeah it was very unpleasant For all of us Yeah of I think
2: it's like It makes sense for this Stupid college movie About stupid college kids Yeah
0: mm. Anyway Anyway College anecdotes aside College anecdotes aside It's a perfect segue Or is it To the movie that we watched As I said No me and Eli's No kiss list. Chris do you have the Wikipedia? I do Would you like to read
1: it to us? Yeah, let me just... Using character
0: voices?
1: (laughs) Well, there's no dialogue, so I don't know how I'm gonna do that, but... Do your best. uh, Naomi and Eli have been best friends and neighbors in the same apartment building for years. Eli is gay, often having casual hookups with other guys, while Naomi is straight and has recently begun dating Bruce, too, although she has always been secretly in love with Eli. Naomi and Eli have a no-kiss list, where every guy on the list is forbidden to them both. In the beginning of the film, they had Gabriel, their young and handsome doorman, to the list. Everything is going well until Eli starts disappearing when Naomi needs him. She has been struggling to help her mother recover from her father having left her, leaving after having had an affair. Furthermore, Naomi hasn't accepted that Eli is gay. She's always fantasized about him falling in love with and marrying her one day. Frustrated about the hopelessness of the situation, she lashes out at Eli's promiscuity. He replies that Naomi, who is still a virgin, is just taking her sexual frustration out on him. One night, Naomi brings Eli along on a date with Bruce too. After a fun night out, Naomi wants to Go home, but Eli pushes her to go home with Bruce to have sex, which she reluctantly agrees to. They awkwardly make out in Bruce's dorm until a friend accidentally interrupts them. A few days later, Eli discovers Bruce too waiting for Naomi in the hallway and offers him a drink while he waits. In Eli's bedroom, Bruce discovers his X-Men comics and the two start to bond, start bonding. In a moment of passion, they kiss, but Eli immediately regrets it and apologizes. The next day, Naomi and Eli go shopping for their Halloween costumes. Eli confesses the kiss, but Naomi brushes it off. She then discovers a mixtape in her mail from an admirer. While the two get ready for a Halloween party, Bruce visits Eli, admitting he enjoyed their kiss and wants to pursue him further. Naomi arrives, and Eli asks Bruce to to hide in the closet while he hastens her out. He then goes back, claiming he forgot something to tell Bruce to wait for him. Bruce agrees and gives him Orbit gum to add to the alibi that he forgot something. Naomi remembers that Bruce, too, chews sugar-free gum and Eli doesn't. She then figures out that Bruce, too, is in Eli's apartment and their kiss wasn't just a kiss. This results in a feud between the two. She confides in her friend, Robin, admitting that she is more upset about Eli's betrayal than Bruce's. She then creates a list of things and places for Eli to avoid in order for them to stay away from each other. Eli breaks one of her requests, which results in another messy dispute. Naomi realizes that her dream to be with Eli will never come true. During their time apart, Naomi grows closer to Robin and discovers that the mixtape was from Gabriel, who reveals that he's always had a crush on her. The two slowly start to develop a relationship, and Naomi applies for a job to help her mother. She also convinces her mother to let go of her father, just as she's willing to let go of Eli. Naomi admits that although her life is better, she still misses her best friend and reaches out. The two reconcile, and Naomi finally accepts his sexuality. Eli, meanwhile, has finally found love and is settling down with Bruce too. The film ends with Naomi stating that relationships and friendships are different kinds of love, but are still love and therefore can have the same effects. She then says that everyone can have more than one special person in their life. Terrific. Thank you. There's one quick thing I want to throw in there that i
0: it's odd that that didn't cover, given that it seems to hit most of everything. But um, it talks about how Naomi's dad left her mom when he had an affair. He had an affair with one of Eli's moms. moms. Right. Eli has lesbian moms, and um, there, the Naomi's parents' marriage broke up. Eli's mom's marriage did not, but seems to be in like a not great place. Anyway, just because I feel like that might possibly come up at some I point. This one
2: is weird, I- like. I don't want to start from this place, but it's the weird thing (laughs) of like gays begin gays somehow.
0: I don't know how Eli was conceived. Do they specify in the book was he adopted or was he? No, I mean they don't specify. I assume that he is one of their yeah biological yeah biological like he is their one of their biological kids. I see. I don't know who's. Did they also was that we 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 know someone? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, because we know someone who whose mother is a lesbian and had. A gay son. Do we? I don't know. Yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, it's all right. It doesn't matter. But I don't want to like just yeah, it Yeah, but but um, I mean, it is. I always do think it is sort of like a little strange when that happens. Like not like like weird strange, but just sort of like oh, huh, how about that kind of strange? Yeah. Like just like it, it is just one of those moments. Where like like oh, go figure.
1: Um, I also did they state this in the movie that she got that job at Magnolia to help her mom? Um, yeah, they I, kind of implicate. I assume the money, yeah, because
0: her dad is um, not making um, up right because he's not her. sending money to them. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Um, I, I assume she did, just because it seemed like she did not want for anything. Anyways, so that is the Platonium and Eli's no kiss list. Now let's talk about the Platonium and Eli's no kiss list. So yeah. first of all, as you just Can heard, I just stay on the record. Right yeah, now. stay on the record. We this. Yeah,
2: I am not secretly in love with either of you. Oh, that <laughs> never happened. But you're at the top of my no kiss no, list. No, wait,
1: wait. I, let's not be hasty.
2: <laughs> I really hated. I, the first thing I said to you guys was that I. I didn't know where this idea comes from, but it's not born from this movie, it's born from other movies in the past, and other, Mm -hmm. like, that, like, if there's a gay man like, straight woman friendship, there's always this arc of, like, the
0: woman being secretly in love with her. Right. Right. Which is insulting. It's insulting, yeah, I find it horrifically insulting and offensive. I mean, as a gay person, I find it dumb, too, because it implies that, like, none of my straight female friends are, like, (laughs) just friends. Like, they're all secretly in love with me. isn't that
1: also just, I mean, not to go too far with this, but isn't that sort of, like, a fucked up implication of the patriarchy that not even a gay man and a straight Woman can escape the when Harry met Sallyism yeah. of like yeah, I must exactly have some right. kind of yeah. romantic sexual attention. Yeah, I,
0: yeah. This, it's, it's like Will and Grace for idiots. This we talked maybe. about Ugh.
1: the idea. So Will and Grace
0: was not Will and Grace in either.
2: You guys talked about also the implication of like if you're a straight woman whose best friend is a gay man that your life isn't together. Yeah, <laughs> which is also offensive. Well, I, I think know, that, I, I, agree. that's a thing in
1: media a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah, because, like I mean, it's even in happy endings. Penny is right. portrayed to be a mess. Yeah, I think part of that is her. Dependent friendship with Max,
0: right? And again, like Will and Grace, like like you know, Grace can never have like a long lasting boyfriend because like Will is her boyfriend, right. blah blah blah, all that bullshit. But like, yeah, like yeah. that's again, like the, the like the best female friends of gay men in it's these t- stories t- never. It's, come it's out awful out. that a movie about younger people would
2: would say something t- so repressive, it's like very nineties. Yeah, message. and it's
0: also weird. To, so okay, so like I said again, like it's based off of a book. I read the book. The book is written by the two authors who like double teamed for Nick and Norris and Infinite Playlist, which I don't remember the book, but it was a success. Movie. Yeah, and I like that movie. That movie didn't feel like it was written by happy older people trying to write about younger people. This really, really does. So I don't know, like, where they slipped up in this, but it just feels like like this was sort of a misstep from the get-go. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the, the premise alone should have turned you off of it.
1: A lot about it, um... I don't think it's, like, a one-for-one one with Nick Norris Infinite Playlist. Obviously, it's a very different story, but I think a lot of the styling and a lot of the... I think it was trying to kind of bring a lot of that feeling back, and it's just, like, the sh- I much argue, yeah. version of yeah. it.
2: I'd maybe argue the opposite. I think that Nick Norris Infinite Infinite Playlist works because the... Eighteen-year-olds act
0: like thirty-year-olds. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And this doesn't. They work. have a maturity beyond
1: their years. Yes, yeah.
2: and, they, and then and then it feels more authentic because they're just writing how how they themselves would be acting.
1: Yeah, that's or true. Whereas this
2: feels like fifty-year-olds writing eighteen-year-olds. Well, yeah, a and
1: lot. it also made me wonder. I, I asked myself this. There were like two major questions that kept to asking myself to kind of like question my perception, and one of them was: Do I find all of these people more annoying because I'm a thirty-year-old watching? like, dumb 19-year-olds or 18-year-olds, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, how much of my distaste for this no. movie is I, a Yeah, I'm, I'm going
0: I feel like I can, see, I can watch plenty of shows about 18- and 19-year-olds and, like, enjoy them completely fine. Yeah. These are just awful 18- and 19-year-olds. I
1: feel like
2: I'm—I don't want to—I feel like I can also sometimes watch some things about high school and—or college and feel like when I was talking—it was talking about Dream from Insomniac, where I was mm-hmm. like, if I was younger, I feel like I could have been bonded by this movie. Mm-hmm. I think I can know when A movie about high schoolers would have appealed to me then Versus mm-hmm. now When it would not have appealed to me then Versus I think that this movie would not have appealed to me when I was Ever, teenage, I agree. These people are shitbags yeah. if I don't care about them now yeah. I didn't care about that kind of person when I was 18
0: So you know? I would also throw out there That um, another difference between this and Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist That I think is that Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist Is a story about two people like getting together And like finding love or whatever you might want to call it Like over one night This is a story about two people like fighting and they spend a lot of the movie like quibbling mm-hmm. with each other and then a lot of the movie angry at each well, other and then the conflict is resolved very very easily at the end so it, like I don't want to say that a fight cannot be dramatized as an interesting story I think that it can but this is not very well done it's a petty fight well, yeah it's I'm a petty saying. fight and again like I said it's resolved because she like basically realizes like because her psych professor says something that she's like I guess I never will be no, with Eli exactly. like yeah dummy we've been telling you that for the entire fucking yeah, this movie this is something Robin said to her it? psych okay I couldn't I could not remember. I, I remember, in, in the book, it literally is that she, like, has a vision of her having sex with Eli, and is like, oh, that's weird, and then it's like, huh, guess it was never
1: meant to be. What? Yeah. That's even more insane than the movie. Yeah, I gotta tell you, not a great book. It's basically, it's a movie about a dysfunctional bordering at times on toxic friendship. Yeah, that's too. That is resisting growth and change. Yeah. At least one of them is heavily resisting. One of them more than the other, yeah. It's, but it's, it's approached with what the movie appears to think is like sympathy or like verve or like quirkiness but none of that lands so you're just kind of watching these two people who need to get out of each other's orbits for a little while just constantly like double down on this like nasty dynamic over and over so it's like it's not fun to watch but the movie seems to think it is I mean it's like the
0: idea of like if someone went to college but then never like every weekend would go home and like hang with their high school friends and resist trying to meet new people at college and like never wanted to do anything there
1: well, and I yeah. kept kind of thinking about, like, what if we knew these people, like, and we were, like, of that age and back in school. Can you imagine this bitch coming up to, like, she, like, in one of your classes, and she was just like, I cannot believe that my gay friend is all making out with men and not me, and I just would be like,
0: get away from I'm me. I'm thinking, like, if someone said, like, oh, we don't go above the Charles River, I'd be like, well,
1: fuck you, I Dummy. Know. like, fine, I'm going to Cambridge, We, don't, we don't go above 14th Street. Um... <laughs>
2: I don't know also if this is because I am so offended by this movie as a woman. Like, I think this movie does a horrible offense to women in general with with Naomi. It does. But it I, does, I think sure. that, like, I'm offended that Eli doesn't fuck up more in the plot of the movie. Like, I think that he should fuck up more. If I'm going to watch the movie about these two people having stupid fights, I want Eli to be visibly as much of a fuck-up. Yeah, he's not, which and is, and is yeah, a huge no, problem. No. Yeah.
0: Or, again, ha- I mean, I I would be okay also with Naomi just being a little bit less of a fuck-up. <laughs> because, frankly, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> she's, she's a fuck-up to the point that, as we said before, she's she's unlikable well
1: because I think what the movie wants with this conflict or with this friendship Mm -hmm. is for like the real culprit here to just be like growing up is hard yeah recontextualizing a long term friendship that you've like had since you were a lot younger, is very difficult and, but it's not. The way it ends up going is that she's kind of the problem. Yeah. He's, he is too. Yeah. He but has the issues. movie saddles her with a way more of the of the problems. Right. It does. And yet
0: the movie I think does not think that they are unfairly burdening her. I think the movie thinks that they are both coming off as equally in the wrong and in the right. They're wrong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, does it doesn't the movie thinks wrongly. Yeah. No, it <laughs> it really it does,
2: does. <laughs> <laughs> it truly does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I- I- yeah, I- I think yeah, you all you guys were all saying like you wanted Naomi to be less likable, but I was always on like get Eli more unlikable. Like,
1: I'll take both. Yeah, yeah I'd I mean with either. <laughs> <right>? like, <laughs>
2: it's just that there is such I, an um, imbalance now. I, yeah, I'm just so I think it's it might be a thing with you a gender difference where I feel more mm-hmm. personally slighted by Naomi where I'm like if Naomi's gonna be this much of a bitch. <laughs> well see,
1: honestly I would need <laughs> Eli to be a real asshole. I'm too. actually yeah. really glad because And then wouldn't it be interesting if they were these kind of like absolutely fabulous like villain pair almost? those <laughs> well, so, so what I was thinking when I was reading
0: this and when I was watching it the first time I was legitimately worried that it was like sexism or like my preference for a gay character is Naomi really worse than Eli or am I just watching the story of a gay character and being like well I sympathize that with was... him more ergo I don't think he's as bad that so, was my constant question where I was like yeah. gay stuff is happening right. oh, okay yeah so it's just like is, is it okay because of this or is he really like coming off as a better character than she is so I'm glad that you think me, that yeah, she is definitely come out worse I was doing some googling earlier on and most yeah. people seem to think in both the book and the movie that Naomi comes off as a much more unstable, destructive, unlikable character. So I'm very pleased that it's not, like,
1: my own bias coming out they here. gesture at it with Eli? He's not blameless. No, he's not. But they, I think also maybe because we see more of the movie from her perspective than we do from his. Yeah. There's, like more of her shit on display. Right. You finished that one, Lee? Snarly. <laughs> I, I still have mine here. I've had two sips of it and I don't think I'm having What's any more. What's
2: the one sip that's left that no one drank?
0: Oh, the one nip? Yeah. Uh, it's the the, the waka.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. Thank
0: God. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of curious. We'll, we'll, well, hold on to it. We'll use it at some point, yeah. right? It's Brandy. I don't <laughs> hate Brandy. My mom's Brandy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Emma, I don't get it. <laughs> well, you you <laughs> have a mom, mom named Brandy. <laughs> So bad. Ugh. So anyway, when Chris was giving the overview, you can tell that there is sort of a plot happening in this movie. That being said, you could also argue, like, that there are four different plots that are happening here so at this point. A couple of different central conceits that could be the backbone of this story. Yeah. And I don't think the movie commits to any of them, really. So it could be the story, like you said, Chris, of, like, a guy and a girl trying to recontextualize their relationship as they grow up and move on to college and Which that is sort of thing. a concept. It is. It's fine. It's something I can relate to. I think we can all relate to, like, having
1: high school friends who we just don't really, like, to have that same relationship with. Or your anymore. friendship became something different, yeah. or you went through the painful thing of, like, oh, we're, we're more distant than we were before. Yeah.
0: Or even just, like, in, in her case, where she has an attraction to him, and he has no attraction to her. What's that? So we just synchronized her. <laughs> you really? Yeah. High five. Yay! Oh, you know we're spending too much time together now. Yep. So you also, you have that. You have the central premise of the no-kiss list. Now, what does the no-kiss list really do in this movie? To be honest? There's not a lot of impact. I don't know, know why it's movie. called
2: the no-kiss list. I don't line. either, because the no-kiss list doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kept waiting for the context of the movie being like, someone kisses on the no-kiss list. Yeah, I'll,
1: First, I'll, I'll tell know. you why, because I, I think... It's supposed to hearken a little bit back to Nick and Nora because they had their infinite playlist, and this is their no kiss list. yeah, right. list. yeah I know, I always need mean. But it's list. like a boy and a girl, and they have this like cutesy thingamabob.
0: see, it honestly feels like it wasn't structured around that though. No. Like, it feels like they had written a story, and then like, oh, we need this sort of like
1: thing that's like this it's, thread that goes throughout the story that it's connects them both. Mentioned that much. Now it could have worked as a symbol of like, oh, here is this thing that we did when we were younger, but now that's weird, and it's like we need to move on from it. But they don't use it enough to justify its inclusion, and it almost doesn't matter because, Lee,
0: as you said, you thought it would be about, like, one of them kisses someone on the no-kiss list. She kisses the doorman, Gabriel, who is on the no-kiss list later on, but, like, nothing ever happens because of that. Eli doesn't seem to care that she did that. Right. She, like, the only thing that ever comes up is that at one point, Naomi says, like, oh, I shouldn't have to put my boyfriend on our no-kiss list. Yeah. Which is just, like, yeah. It's I, a dumb so thing my, to do anyway. I thought
2: the plot of this movie was going to be that they were best friends, mm-hmm. and that there was either uh, he kissed a guy
1: or she kissed a guy that was on the no-kiss list, mm-hmm. and they get into go a fight about it. Uh-huh. I that was the plot of the movie. Uh-huh. Honestly, that's a simpler and more compelling take on it, because it actually utilizes the titular item.
2: And I don't know what the, Depending on who kisses who and why, mm-hmm. the, the the arc, the narrative, the character arc is still very different. Like, either yeah. it's like, well, I, like, growing up, or like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you could do it in the I story, but I thought that was, like, the structural Yeah.
1: The, the thing about it, too, is... It's not. And this no, kind of goes not. back to the imbalance between them as characters. She's sort of the invoker... At and seemingly like the keeper of the list, yeah. Whereas he could kind of like give a shit, like he doesn't seem he doesn't, to care, he's
0: not as invested in it as she seems to be. She's the one who carries it around, she brings it up more often than he yeah. does. It's 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 really seems like it's something that she's clinging well, to. Well, again, that he I doesn't think that it all comes back to the idea
2: that maybe they were trying to get at and failed miserably. That she's more trying to stay into like, the past uh-huh. while yeah.
0: he's trying to go into the future. Right. That's my take. They, don't, yeah, they don't do a good job of it, but I agree that that's, I think, what they were yes. yeah. aiming for. I mean, you could also argue this is a story about, like, a guy who kisses his best lady friend's boyfriend and finds out that he's attracted to said boyfriend, yeah. which
1: is kind of what the movie's about. And or, even though they, like, shove this... Like so far to the periphery, it's barely a c plot of Nambi Bambi's spineless film student Bruce Two finds out he's actually attracted to his girlfriend's yeah. best gay friend. Right, exactly. Pursues him, and now they have this like beautiful relationship. I kind of was like mentally laughing at by the way the, the Wikipedia's uh, synopsis going like is settling down with Bruce Two as if you're <laughs> settling down with people when you're eighteen or nineteen. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, like that's it. No future relationships. This is where that now. <laughs> the other thing, so as I said, I had read the book. The
0: inciting incident for the book is pretty much when Eli and Bruce 2 kiss which happens at like page 20 somewhere oh, around there. Really In close. the movie it happens like 40 fucking minutes into it which is so far out for an inciting incident that by definition it cannot be the inciting incident. So if it's not what's when the inciting incident in this movie? It, it feels it. like we're ambling around for 40 minutes before the plot finally just starts to get moving. It, it honestly is. No, structurally the movie's a f- Yeah no structurally, structurally I couldn't <laughs> break this down. Like I don't know how you would break this down as <laughs> like a three act structure. It, you you can't the like really. the, you know like the eight or
1: nine plot points whatever the fuck you want to oh, do yeah. you can't even point to rising action the kiss it doesn't necessarily come out of nowhere like in retrospect there's like like a moment or two where you can kind of see like Eli is maybe a little bit attracted to Bruce too but Bruce 2 is such like a he has the same sort of lightly confused look on his face always so it's kind of hard to tell what he's thinking about anything but. The kiss just sort of, it, like, comes out of the scene. It doesn't, like, come out of the plot in Mm -hmm. general. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah, I don't know how—it's not teed up. There's no build to it. It just sort of happens. And then the rest of the movie is dealing with that fallout. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The other thing I want to throw out real quick is that uh, the way the book works is it's the two authors giving up chapters and chapter by chapter they'll do from like a point of view character. So obviously you have Naomi and Eli, but then you also have Bruce 2, Bruce 1. You have Gabriel, the doorman. In one chapter, you have Bruce, the first twin sister who has never been mentioned before, <laughs> never shows up again, shows up and like is hosting a bingo game and then fucking disappears. It's madness, sort of, I must say, in the book. You would think it would just be from the perspective of the two main characters, but you have all these idiots jumping in and being, like, you know, like, offering their two cents and, like, like. but it's, like, at a certain point, you get to the end, it's, like, why do I care what Gabriel thinks? Like, I'm why curious. do I care? Yeah. How does Gabriel's chapters read? Gabriel chapter, I'm glad you asked, his chapters read very stupidly. His really? chapters are structured around... Here's my, yes. my thought, is that the authors are not wise enough to do Gabriel as a character. I think you might be right. So here's the thing, as I said, so Gabriel doesn't come as a point-of-view character until, like, the last third of the story or so. Really? Yeah, and... Well, I guess that's true. He he has a few chapters. Like, two of them, at least, are structured around him making a playlist. So it's, like, number one, song title, artist. Him talking about, like, why the song is important to him, what it means to him. So it's, like, you're getting information where he talks about, like, like, oh, like, this is the song my mom would listen to whenever we were in the kitchen, blah, 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 before she died. That sort of thing. So, like, you get a little bit of him, but it's also just, like, you're spending, like... I don't know, pages upon pages to dole out this information in, like, the least convenient way possible. So, like, again it's not that I don't care what Gabriel thinks, but, like, why are you telling me it now, in this way, through his eyes? Like, and like, what are we
1: gaining by doing this? That also feels somewhat like a too precious, like, freshman writing workshop Yeah. Like, no, I agree with are you. are gonna get to know him through his taste in music. Yeah. His... yeah. No,
0: I, I agree. <laughs> it, it, it's dumb, because, like, they do have the thing in the movie where he leaves the cassette tape for her, and so, like, it's kind of there, but, like, it's not a big enough part of his character to, like, yeah. justify writing an entire chapter. Also, well, I
2: That feel when you learn that the guy that you think is going to be like the one that's like, the one that's really got, knows what's going on and is like, is wise, it's just like a fucking, he's like the guy from High Fidelity. Right. <laughs> just yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Just some other brand of asshole. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's just sort of like reflecting light.
2: But no, they definitely
0: wanted Gabriel to be the sort of like, calm. The guy who has really to together. It. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, he kind of mostly comes off that way in the movie. In the movie, that's most because yeah. there's no
2: point of view shit where you don't get to steal like, right. his, well, his, his
1: liner notes. Yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> also you <know, it's> <laughs> sort of like, I know this is going to sound rich coming from someone who finds it difficult to shut up most of the time, but I personally will... Like in my mind, if I'm in a room of people and most people are talking, there's one person that's like slightly quieter, I'm more inclined to believe for whatever reason they're more intelligent. And I also think that is there's somewhat of that dynamic here. Everyone else, whether or not they're part of the like resident of the building Greek chorus, whether it's uh, Naomi, whether it's Eli, everyone is always like shticking it up or like trying to throw. He's the only centered performance. Yeah. He's he's the only centered performance and he also doesn't have that much to say and the things he says are normal and human. So you're inclined to be of, like, so is this like the one diamond in up here? While everyone else is like, oh, shut the fuck up, Gene Harlow. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Shut
0: My favorite quote from the
2: movie
0: <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Gene
2: Harlow. <laughs> <I hope laughs> Critical thing. That was one of them. If, they, if you told him that was on in this movie, it could have fallen. I
0: mean, he says, he says, watch your mouth, Yeah, Gene. he says, like, watch your <laughs> mouth, cheat Harlow, or something. It's because when she's dressed as a uh, Nancy, he assumes that she's dressed as He assumes that, that, like, I guess.
1: Because I guess they're like platinum blonde. I but, guess, like, that's it. And he's old. Because like, we know... <laughs> Not for kids don't yeah. mention don't they? Yeah. I mean, there is what a fun joke for the kids. There, yeah. was, there was multiple moments where they were making like a lot of eighties and seventies like culture references that I was like, yeah. no, 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 no 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 These kids are not that's um, not what they're doing. I mean, I have to say I
0: do want, again stick to like the one joke that I enjoy from the movie where she pulls the cassette tape out of the mailbox and holds it up to George, like this eight year old kid, and she's like, George, what is this? Like asking like like who left this here and he's like, I don't know, I've never seen one of these before <laughs> in my life. That was it's, a good joke. It's just
1: like it's it's you
0: know. It's the one thing that I think actually worked for me in this movie. How sad that it's like a line from an eight year old. It's the one thing that I can hang on to.
1: Literally, the only other joke that I appreciated was it, it's It's really just the in on like a scene and it means nothing to the story. But I think it's like either Eli or Naomi is like taking a picture of those oh, two women. Yeah. Instead of going like cheese, they go like Carrie. And there's supposed to be these like basic sexist. Like, yeah. City fans. Like fans of like uh. tourists who are fans of Sex but, of the City wandering like, It in. was a, a fun gag, at least in a movie. It that felt like is, a real gag. Like, yeah like it's
0: like something that you might actually see. It
1: felt somewhat current and a little bit more like knowledgeable than kind of what you alluded to before the like and just 40 and 50 year olds yeah. like, putting weird cultural references in yeah. yeah. teens mouth. This, yeah. this cafe that we definitely go to is
2: hip 18 year olds. We go, go to the, the Sex God. in the City Cafe. Oh but then, the but then, but then, yeah. isn't then it have been our whole
1: lives but we go to this tourist attraction. But then it, oh yeah everyone goes to Magnolia. Yeah. That's, the, that's where we all want to be. Well and I also love how getting downgraded to go into a Starbucks is like devastating. Like I guess you can go to the Starbucks. Guys, Yafa
0: Cafe is a real place though. I mean I figured it was. Yeah. Important. Is that note. the one with
2: the crazy Paisley wallpaper?
0: That's where they are for like most oh, of the time when they meet together.
1: Domus pretty term this. yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It clothes, That's how you but know it was it's real. for college yeah. kids.
0: Anyways, so the plot's kind of a mess, as you can figure out. I also want to throw in real quick, there is... There's not much of one. while the. Well, I mean, that, no, I think there is. I think there's too much of a plot, frankly, because I feel like they can't commit to, like, one single plot. So there's throwing spaghetti at the wall, being like, well, it's a story about this, also a story about it this, it's a story about him, it's a story about her.
1: It, be- it begins to just feel like a handful of vignettes. yeah. Kind of just going on. Right, and
0: and again, like lest you think this is an example of a movie fucking up a book, the book is not that great either. The book again suffers from having too many point of view characters who don't matter. Who you get a little bit of, you get these like point of view chapters from like boy Robin and girl Robin, where it's like I don't again, I don't care what these people think. They have nothing to do here. Toward the end of the book, there's this like conflict that's thrown out where Bruce 2 starts to like worry that he's not like on the same level as Eli, that they're not like compatible and like their personalities and the way they think. We're just like we're wrapping up the book here. You can't throw this out now as, like, a conflict and expect me to care and expect me to watch Eli talk with these other gay characters whom I've never seen before trying to, like, resolve it and wrap it up. Like, this is just too fucking late in the game for you. Like, bring this up in, like, page 40 or don't bring it up at all. I like that. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, book's a mess, makes a mess of a movie. Go fucking figure. So, we talked about them a little bit, but, uh, the characters of this movie, I guess the place to start is the queen around which we all revolve, that being Naomi.
1: I just, she's such an asshole. And it's like, it's so hard to watch this and imagine that any of the writers thought that they were making a relatable, accessible character. Yeah. Especially when you give her lines, like, why well, don't I really like like Bruce too? But he says I'm his muse and I love the attention. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to take that from that character Shit. and be like, okay, this is someone whose journey I want to follow? Yeah. It's not. No, she
0: admits she's a pathological liar. Right, like that's the first thing we yeah. learn about her. She mentions at one point specifically, that like, she never walked her neighbor's dog when she said she was going yeah, to. It's like, how did that dog not die? That's literally the
2: equivalent of like you're supposed to you're supposed to have the villain pet the dog. Yeah, not exactly. Not right. refuse to <laughs> walk. <her.
0: laughs> in the house I people. know like, and it's like how do you
1: keep up this charade right like if you're the woman you come back you're like ah oh, there's dog shit everywhere like yeah. what happened here it's awful and didn't she like lie to someone else about like liking something that they do or
2: Probably. I don't know she lied but a the, lot. the worst yeah. thing about it honestly for me is if you were gonna do this bullshit plot line from the start from the, start of the movie about like she's a crush on Eli mm-hmm. don't admit that in the very
0: first scene yeah. have that
2: be revelation that comes later Right? Where she's so. like but I always lied about not having a crush on Eli
0: yeah right again it's like tell don't show <laughs> right? I, it's like, yeah, you sorry, was flat out state. Did,
1: did you guys notice Victoria Justice was <laughs> just in here? So good. So thrown up by like, annoying bitch voice. <sighs> such fine acting. She also like, dings Bruce too yeah. for having the name Bruce and being Canadian. I like my- That's favorite. such a weird, like the, the weird like, thing that they
0: hang up with him being Canadian is like, such a bizarre like, reference to throw well, out. It's like,
1: like a South Park so Yeah. Like, Canada's weird, right guys? Yeah. And then also like, it doesn't, and it also it's, it's pointless because then also there's the only other time I can remember it happening is doesn't Eli go like oh Canada yeah, that's yeah. you buddy yeah <laughs> 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 and made the joke to him, which and is he, what makes it a great well, joke. And, and Bruce, too, is
2: like, uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. it is. Here's the thing. Anytime you're joking for a place with,
1: like, maple syrup, right? <laughs> you know that you've not made a, a nuanced yeah. Canada joke, right? Let's, like, And she also, I feel like she treats Bruce, too, like absolute trash. Yeah, she does. She brings Eli along on a date with him. Every time he... Well, also, I
0: also want to... Bruce apparently did not realize that Eli was going with them yes. on this date because he's like, oh, he's coming, too.
1: Well, and then she kind of just, like, plunks Bruce down and, like, just does this, like, elaborate karaoke performance with Eli in front of him. Yeah. And and just, like... It also- It's just such, such a dick. And, and, and again, I, it's like the one thing that I do kind of
0: like a little about the movie is that throughout that scene, it does seem like Eli and Bruce have a greater connection than Bruce and Naomi ever do, because like, he's the only one talking well, she to Bruce. checks out of the conversation when they're talking about movies. Yeah, yeah. she. Did, Although,
1: yeah. when it swings back around to like, oh yeah, they're doing that film festival at the Lincoln, and she goes like, oh wait, i go at that. Yeah, that Eli's story. on her yeah.
2: page at
0: that point. Yeah, he, <laughs> he is. Nuts. You guys are both assholes. Yeah. yeah. You live We're, in this fucking city. Yeah. Yeah, you really are. They really are. So Eli, then segueing to that,
2: I, if I would again, if I met either of these people in real life, I would hate
0: both of them. I agree. I agree with you.
2: But like, yeah, Eli seems like yeah, he's too much of like we're not compatible as people. Mm-hmm. He's very like drama focused and like he's very big. Yeah, <laughs> he's, 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 he's very
0: tall. He's big. <laughs> you know about tall gate. Yeah. I was gonna say because tall gate better attracts you. You know it.
1: Actually, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna...
2: I just seemed to like yeah, like a magnet for
1: them. Yeah. <laughs> just lumbering lumbering <laughs> I mean, gays are, like, are just like.
2: I actually remember you. a moment of like going to a movie with like three of you guys at one point and being like, Well
0: there was Josh at one point, yeah, there's Brian Preston. Morphed, yeah. with, like all these enormous <laughs> gays I mean, You went to Shazam with like me, Brendan and, and Paul, that's right. And
1: all three of us are like six plus. Yeah. <laughs> It's just your life. <laughs> it's just my
0: favorite gay, gay icon. Our
1: <laughs> modern day Judy Garland. <laughs> <laughs> we're, um, we're like giving this is like some B Arthur energy. <laughs> <laughs> BBE. <laughs> oh, We're so pleased with ourselves. saddle. energy. <laughs> BBE. <laughs> <B. laughs> right? Yeah. That's yes! What yeah. I Absolutely. That's
0: what she <laughs> That's what you completely
2: um, But no, like, maybe Eli would be attracted to me as a friend, but I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Well, I'm not gonna go to your drag show. We're
1: going above 14th Street. <laughs> There's something I'm gonna push on a little. Oh, what was the other one? Like, we don't go to the east side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I'm gonna actually push on the idea that Eli is a big personality. Oh. I don't think he is. I think he's a body and a face, and I think his one trait is that he like, I would agree, he, like, yeah, fucks oh, around yeah. with a bunch of guys. But we don't really see like personality. I know, I like him. him. It's like a caricature. So, and the weird thing, well, ostensibly a gay writer was behind this.
0: Yeah, head. yeah. <laughs> there's no. like not a person. He is to Eli. the other thing that I think is a little, kind as a of interesting is that the movie again is called Naomi and Eli, which allows you to think that they are probably on equal footing in terms of the plot. Do we ever get any of Eli's voiceover? Yeah. No of his voiceover. Right, we get Naomi's we get a couple times. some of his
1: POV. Right, but we
0: never get him like doing voiceover over a scene like we did with Naomi. So it's just like, like is he supposed to be a main character? I thought he was. It's
2: honestly, his name's in the
1: title. Functionally- He's
2: just more
0: of a human. And a three D character, than, and then
1: like, And functionally, Naomi is the main character. Yeah, yeah,
2: she is. I'm per- saying, like, if you're talking
0: about like queer characters,
1: like Bruce yeah. is more realized than Eli. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Bruce, I think Bruce the yes. second. Is I think <laughs> I think for me, like, yeah, probably like the the most like sympathetic character for me in this movie. I think like he's the one that yeah. I would actually see myself liking in um, real life. You know, like yeah. wanting to be with because like he seems like a pleasant person. He's very easy to get along with. He likes talking about movies. It's like he's the whole package. I find him.
2: At- yeah, I find only... that he has
0: emotions. I still find
1: him insufferable Well, <laughs> it just reminds me of all my film I'm, student. I'm sorry, cohorts. you mean like what we were calling his like rent cosplay with yeah. like, the striped sweater yeah. and, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. and the but, like the camera.
0: But he also has like the, he has one scene where he talks to Eli when Eli like, goes to see him about how he like kind of came out to his mom that morning where it's yeah. just like, oh, like I feel for you. Where, where is that moment for Eli? Where is that moment for Naomi? Like in the books, there is this sequence where Gabriel observes that every morning Naomi goes to get her mom breakfast and then walks her mom like... Like to work to ensure that her mom will actually show up to work so that like, you know, she doesn't just stay in bed all day. None of that's in the movie. Like something that might humanize this horrible character. Also, again, though it does happen in the book far too late
1: for me to care. We also we get very, very fleeting scenes of Eli's home life. Right. Whereas I feel like we revisit Naomi's home life in a way that is baffling. Yeah. Uh, her mom is depressed. Uh So she hides in bed
0: all day. But then she 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 seems to have these wild manic episodes. Yeah, she does. So at one point we see Naomi comes in and her mother is taking a sledgehammer to a closet wall because she had his and her closets and now she thinks there's no purpose for that so she wants to have one big closet. So she's just like fucking knocking down a wall in their apartment building. (laughs) And Naomi comes in and is like rightfully kind of horrified by this which also I think leads to another scene that we had talked about where Naomi goes to find Eli presumably to be like, hey, my mom's flipping shit oh, like yeah. can I talk to you about this so she finds him in a club and she just goes up to him and starts dancing with him she's like so like who do you think sent me this cassette tape like thank you for this cassette tape Eli which is like aren't you concerned about the oh. fact that your mom
1: like you left your mom alone with a sledgehammer in an apartment and you're okay with this well, and like the mom's uh, other running thing is supposed to be like she's looking for these like other new careers to so try yeah. to like give her some kind of meaning It played like it was maybe supposed to be a joke, but it's just sort of sad. It is, it is, like, weirdly, it's treated weirdly lightly,
0: I think, for the subject matter. And also at the end, so at the end, when Naomi has some sort of breakthrough in her psych class, runs home to her mother and is like, get up, get out of bed, get out of bed! Mom, he's not coming back! And she's just like, yeah, I know. (laughs) She's like, I know that. Yeah, like, it's like, (laughs) this very, like, off-the-cuff response for what is presumably supposed to be, like, a big moment in
1: their relationship in her life. But then it goes immediately to her being like, like, do you, do you think I can repair my friendship? Yes, that's right. And I almost, if I was the mom, I would have been like, honestly, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I'm um, going back to bed, honey. Yeah. I, I, that would have been the moment where I was like, I raised a self-absorbed monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> In a word, this movie is enough. Yeah. Yes. And
0: I, I would also agree with Chris's comment, self-absorbed. The movie is also very yeah. self-absorbed.
1: I also just want to say, I love Griffin Newman, but he, his, his turn as Bruce Wayne is alarming. Yeah.
2: From uh, <laughs> the beginning, I, I understand it. There are moments where I, like, I you think I think he's understood. funny? Yeah, i understand.
1: understanding. i understand, understanding, Bruce. It happens. It's like. <laughs> I so been understand routine.
2: dead, as <laughs> if that was a proper
0: conjugation. I'm Bruce.
2: I'm, like, in the game Fire Emblem, there's a character who's, like, supposed to be, like, from a different country and she speaks English like that, and so I was channeling it. Okay. Beautiful, you're fabulous. I am interested in learnings from you. <laughs> I thought Bruce one started off ground and then got more and more nuts. He, he, he
0: became more cartoonish as like Naomi
1: yeah. flew back into his orbit. Basically, can we
2: spend a few minutes talking about Gabriel? Because I'm fascinated yeah. by Gabriel.
1: Okay, let's talk about Gabriel. Well, so, first of all, when he comes onto the scene, I realized it's a very brow-heavy movie. <laughs> <Yeah, you laughs> we got Eli. Got we got Eli. We've got him. Uh, Naomi also has a pair of like <laughs> and it's not bad looking, but everyone has like dark, very prominent brows. Guys,
0: I gotta tell you something. I love a heavy brow. <laughs> I love a heavy brow on a man. So, I think it's a fantastic look. Do you, are you a Peter Gabriel fan? I get why he's attractive. Wait, I, I Peter said Peter Gabriel. Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just going with it too. Gallagher. Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. Peter, <laughs> Peter Eyebrows Gallagher. Well, I, was, I honestly, I when you that. said that,
1: I was so willing to go with you, but I was pausing to be like, do you know Peter Gabriel? <laughs> Notorious heavy eyebrow ever, Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel's
2: hit jackhammer? <laughs> jackhammer?
0: <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I do not think that, like, I think that Peter Gallagher is abstractly attractive, but I'm not like, I don't see him and I'm not, I'm not I'm like, ooh, Peter yeah. Gallagher. But like, I look at him and I'm like, oh, there's a handsome man. See, but yes,
1: yeah, I... I do think the heavy you're eyebrows are a good look. You're into Peter Gallagher? No. What? Or I Peter Gabriel. I'm heavy...
0: <laughs>
2: Yes. <laughs> I'm less into heavy brows. That's fair. The thing with me is that I, if I go about Peter Gabriel, <laughs> he sounds very similar. That's why he. That's why Phil Collins replaced Peter Gabriel in Genesis. And I can't, and I don't Gallagher know what Peter, Peter Gabriel looks like, because all I can think of is Phil Collins' bald ass head.
1: So, let's, let, so talking about Gabriel. Yeah. Not Peter Gabriel, but <laughs> just Gabriel Gabriel. Gabriel, Gabriel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's why I said Peter yeah. Gabriel.
1: Um, um, all right. Anyways, Gabriel is here.
2: absolutely my trope character in this movie. Uh-huh. I am fascinated by Gabriel, personally. He's an
1: outsider, somewhat. Yeah, he's, like, an
2: outsider. He, like, doesn't talk a lot, and he seems like he has a lot of secrets.
1: He's, yeah. he's observant. Like, in inner life,
2: yeah, he's observant. He picks up on them. He doesn't He doesn't act on them. He just seems to be,
1: like, an outsider. Yeah. He also has reasonable human reactions yeah. to things. He's, like the, when, um... he's
2: the only, yeah, he's for a while, he's the only human. I'm a little actually disappointed in his turn when he suddenly becomes involved with
1: Naomi. Naomi. Naomi's yeah. life. Mm-hmm. He sort of devolves into, like, just another like some rando yeah Yeah. I also love that at one point when Naomi's like drunk and like waiting up in the lobby for Eli to come back so that she can be like Gabriel in front of him um, she goes on this like crazy tear that they'll like, occasionally cut back to Gabriel during, and at one point she goes, you know, my backup friend Robin, and he goes, I just love this and cuts <laughs> to him furrowing his considerable brows and yeah. going, backup friend? Yeah, that's a good yeah. for him. It like, is. That's
2: a nuts thing to hear. Yeah,
0: although <laughs> it doesn't make you go down hit, like estimation because he then ends up like dating this woman still, regardless Yeah, of the I topic.
2: kind of, that's the thing, A, I kind of want him to push back more. I yeah. feel like this is the arc, the arc for Gabriel slash Naomi and Gabriel should be that like, He helps her grow up a little bit. Yeah. Like he's waiting when she's ready to finally grow up. Uh But instead, it just seems like he sort of becomes another Bruce yeah. when she starts dating him. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, he's,
0: he's like a more self-assured Bruce, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I think that
2: what needs to happen is, like, you need to see evidence of his true personality earlier on that she's just oblivious to. Mm-hmm. Like, you see comments that he makes where, like, he does have this personality that mm-hmm. she's not
1: aware of. And then maybe when she, like, pauses and, like, recognizes this personality, yeah. that's yeah. what kind of, like, snaps her out of it. Yeah, right. you need to
2: give him more of a hint of this inner life that she's, uh, that she's just not aware of earlier on. Right. So that when we see him as a real person later on, we're not like, oh, he's just another dude. Yeah. He's not this, like, mystery. Yeah. But you're right. of he does just become kind of a, a Generic basic, guy, basic yeah. dude. Yeah, that, that scene where they go to Central Park, and he's like, oh, it's like this, like... He's, like, making this, like, lame joke Yeah, yeah, park.
0: it's a park. Uh, it's it's like in,
2: in the, the middle, middle Manhattan. of Manhattan. You might say it's a Central Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's Eli and Naomi level
1: dialogue. Yeah, it is. I also... It was. I thought it was very out of character for him to hold the closet door closed when she tries to leave. Like when they're, well, that was weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> a weird moment. Well, because it, like, the movie doesn't play it as intense, but to me, that's a very intense it thing is. to do to someone. And it also seemed way out of left field for this character. Yeah. Because when that happened, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, she's annoying as shit, but you yeah. don't, you yeah, know, yeah. don't do that, please. It no. is,
0: sorry, I just want to say that she has the line in the movie, which I don't think works in the movie, but I laughed when I read it in the book, where it says something like, he. Sl- have the door in front of me. He wasn't a very good doorman. And she says, like, that line... <laughs> in, she says the line in the movie, like, you're not a very good doorman. For some reason, it does not land for me at all, but for whatever reason, in the book, I was like, oh, good job. <laughs> yeah. I think Maybe it works better in Proof. Yeah. It. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. That kind of move flies well in, in
2: certain tropes, but yeah. not yeah. in this movie. No. no. I feel like if you were doing this with him, like... If we're looking, if I'm seeing if I'm seeing what we're already getting with him, he would just let her go and then, like, yeah, yeah. Kind of shot at him afterwards being like, What do I do? Oh, shots yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't
0: know. It's, it's also, and I mean, also, I think she's clearly in the wrong in the scene, too, because if I remember correctly, the point of the scene is that, like, she wants to kiss him, and he's like, No, 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 like, let's not do this now here when you're yeah, in the show. Well, stage. I remember
1: what I was going to say. Well, I think it was not at work. He yeah, is, yeah, which no, is also a valid point. No, but they, they make out at work later.
0: He
2: was, anyway, it, uh, I was, anyway. the, was in the supply office at the apartment building, they are, but I mean,
0: I mean it's like like I guess it's like he does work there so it's like yeah. you know anyways but, but like matter. no I,
2: he here's what I was going to say when you were uh, making your point about like that scene in the book mm-hmm. is that he is like older than her by. Right. so Semi-substantial. I'm mean, uh, not inconsiderable. Yeah, in, like that, like in that in that time, years? when maturity yeah.
0: differs a lot between years, like right. that's a pretty substantial. It can You've matured a lot more, physically, yes. and also like again, as we found out, like, his mom has died. Yeah. he he's was more, in college. He left college. He's mentally
2: and physically, yeah, in a different place. Yeah. there. I also, So I feel like there's an element right right there of like where he maybe is like hesitant to start something with this person who he feels is like not grown up enough. Yeah. But it's not dealt with expertly in this movie. No. Not it's really. not, it's,
1: I mean, it's, it sort of inverts a, a, an old trope of like, a, like a really dickish man, you know, is redeemed with the love of a good woman. It's sort of the opposite, where it's like a very dickish <laughs> woman. It like de- grows and develops through the love of
0: just like a good, sturdy Guys, man. I would be so in for a reverse Beauty and the Beast, I have to say. <laughs> you know, i like, this
1: horrible woman. <laughs> I would be into that. It's not
0: the worst idea honestly.
1: How have we not done that yet?
0: I don't know, handsome in the hack.
1: <laughs> oh, let's let's work it out. <laughs>
0: Anyways, so real quickly, I just want to go into, like, the idea of direction style, and we kind of covered writing, but anything you want to throw out there, too. Uh, So... (laughs) It looks like garbage. It does look like garbage. (laughs) And let me also say, nearly every (laughs) shot in this movie is filmed with a fisheye lens, so everything in the periphery at the edges is slightly warped, and everything in the middle is a little bit more, like, normal-looking. Anytime the camera moves or pans or anything, it's it's so fucking disconcerting. Like, I feel like I was going to get seasick just by watching the camera whip around in some of these so scenes. I, There's also moments where the camera goes sideways in the beginning, where you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, when she's getting her mail out and the camera just goes like... For no reason!
1: Yeah, Well, well and they, they,
2: also, how hip. Yeah, they right.
1: also don't really do that enough throughout the movie to make it a yeah. style choice, so it just kind of feels like... So what had, like, a whim in the moment it was, like, let's try this. I mean, the movie does go very heavy, I think, on, like, handheld
0: close-up shots of people where it's, like, kind of, like, moving with them and, like, right. very slightly, like, kind of wobbly, but, like, too much focus on one person in well, on one scene. I, um,
1: I hated, the, like, the dumb, what, like, whatever, like, final draft filter they put over that footage of her just walking through Central Park to make it look like it was just that, like, handy cam thing that Bruce too had done. About, oh, oh. Where it's sort of, like, a little fuzzy... Uh, it kind of looks like an Instagram filter, almost. Right, well, there, um, there's, like, dirt on
0: the film. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost, like,
1: slightly... It's not quite like sepia, but it's, it's, like, it feels like it almost.
0: It's a little washed out, yeah. Um, yeah I have so to just go back
1: to the fish, I think. To what effect? I don't know. I truly
0: don't, I don't, I I don't
2: know. Again, I think it's because, like, what, how hip? How yeah, cool, yeah I, how I, I, g- guess.
0: I guess. Or are there just, like, sheer inexperience? I truly don't know. It's either way. It's, it's insane. Terrible do, yeah.
1: cinematography. It well, is. Especially because sometimes I feel like the shot would be relatively still, and then you'd see it like swoop for so, a second. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly
2: it moves and you're like, what? yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was weird. you what kind of reminds
2: it. me of is the um, when Hal Hartley directed Fake Rim, Yeah, and how they only there's only a few the, scenes in the movie
0: that aren't Dutch. They're non-Dutch they because forgot they forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> only a few scenes here in On Fish Island, because they didn't realize they should put it on. I forgot about that. wanted the whole movie to a Dutch
2: It's like, at that point, don't admit that. Yeah. That's not. That's no, not it, was a it was
0: intentional. It was intentional. So, the woman who directed this, it's just interesting, I think, to say, is also the creator and director of the stage show Rock of Ages, tying into our previous episode where we did the movie version it's, of Rock of Ages. Okay,
1: we're, we're, we're
0: building a mythos. We have, we have a shared universe happening now, which yeah. is why I imagine you but see she Bruce Two. No, she did not. That was Adam Shanklin, where you see Bruce 2 and Eli leaving Rock of Ages, the musical, at one point. Presumably because. <laughs> of Gotta that. get that ad money. That's right.
1: Synergy. <laughs> You yeah. gotta gotta get that vertical integration. Yeah, uh, it's not
0: interesting per se because interesting is not really the word I want to use for this situation because I don't think it is. But I think it's probably worth noting that the director and the writers are all women, I was and say yet that. they somehow like made. And again, like this is not to imply that like women must write good female characters because no. they are women, but, like, they really somehow fucked up there's, this woman
1: character. There's an alarming level of sexism on display in yeah. this movie that I would have not have expected from a female creative team.
0: And, and again, also from, like,
1: a young adult
0: novel perspective? Yeah. Like, it's I don't know.
1: It's so misaimed. It feels regressive, yeah. offensive. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's also just lazy writing of, like, she's a bitch, but everyone loves her, although I don't think that's how they viewed it. I think they, like, she's quirky and complicated But I also just want to say, like, I think it's very lazy writing, and I also find it personally really obnoxious when uh, stories will have a, like, revolving cast of just, like, residents, and they have just this running commentary on the central relationships. I think that's super weird, and I I think it's too cute. You know what I mean? It's like a... Uh, like, oh, these wacky characters are gonna, we're gonna, like, bounce off them sometimes. Yeah. So that's, like, Bruce 2, or Bruce 1, rather, Curious George. Or, or Shield, Mr. McAllister, whatever the fuck his yeah. name was,
0: Mrs. Loy. Yeah, so, like, those people are in the book, but, like, the one thing, I guess, that the book does well with them is that they're more involved in the point-of-view character from the point-of-view char- point chapters with, like, Bruce the First and stuff like that, so it's, like, more how he interacts with these characters, and there's this fucking this shit, I forgot! There's this really fucking bizarre part where one of Eli's moms is down there with the other insomniac people and she's talking to like Bruce the first about where he wants to go to college and she says it's like a throwaway at one point something like I remember before you were talking about how you really wanted to go to colleges where the president was also named Bruce I hope you've turned away from that <laughs> it's just like this portrayal of madness from this character oh. this terrifying character who's so fucking hung up on the name Bruce that like he must go to a school with a Bruce he must she's
1: frank. Like this movie is hung up with names in a weird way. Well, there's like Boy Robin, Girl Robin, yeah. Bruce right. One, Bruce Two. I mean, yeah. that's kind of it, but it, yeah. it's it's weird. There is the, it's it's very like consciously quirky, right? And it's such yeah. a turn-off when everyone has a weird nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a turn-off because it also doesn't feel organic. It feels very forced. Yeah, yeah. And instead of building that quirky feeling in an inviting way, it's just sort of like forcing, forcing it on you. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, Look at all these people. Um, that, yeah, I I mean, honestly, how ridiculous like, everyone is. Just like Bruce One. Everyone's he's just a character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, is this USA? Because characters are welcome here. I don't mean to go back to this point, but I'm just thinking of it again. That scene where Bruce One gives that, like, thou shalt not, like, commandments list to Eli that I guess... Naomi wrote of, like, all the places he's supposed to stay away from, yeah. that for me is the part that swings me ultimately over to Eli's side, because he's, like, getting ganged up on by these people who are, like, such hangers-on with other people's drama, yeah. like, that I could just see myself being in a situation like this and just being, like, these fucking obnoxious people. No, I would,
0: like, it's, like, this little weeder who'd been hanging around my ex-best friend, like, just showed up with, like, a list of demands from my ex-best friend, I'm just like, like,
1: like what the hell are you doing here telling me this shit? The fact that she communicated this through someone else for me would have just been like, okay, this is done. Yeah. Like, Roman. I don't want yeah. to be with this person yeah. anymore. Yeah.
0: So, I want to do Looking to Score real quick and then I'll move on to Fixes. The Looking to Score, there is two noticeable things. I'll get to the one that I know we're all think of. One is real quick, I just want to point out that I enjoy that Naomi and Eli sing Wig in a Box from Hedwig and the Angry Inch yeah. at karaoke. It's nice touch. It's good. Second thing. <laughs> The thing I think we're all thinking of is there is a a flashback sequence where Griffin Newman's Bruce the First character remembers being in an elevator with Naomi when Naomi was eating a Snickers bar seductively, and then they start to kiss. And while we are watching this scene happen, there is a song playing underneath. that seems to use the backing track for Pour Some Sugar On Me, but the lyrics are, Let me taste your honey. Yes! (laughs) So you have this, like, fucking public domain version of Pour Some Sugar On Me playing While well, the lyrics are just about tasting honey instead of pouring
1: sugar <laughs> on me, it is so insane, it's so fucking funny, and it also like Let me taste honey. Honey. Yeah. We We're also kind of just bored with the movie, so we. I feel like we all kind of checked out and started thinking of other songs. Yeah, that do the same thing too. Yeah, to yeah. It. yeah. Uh, it was so much. Was so what, my favorite was still um, shoot me with your bullets. Shoot me with your bullets. bullets. Shoot it
2: me. <laughs> oh, fuck. Where were the other two, The real room. hard taco was the yeah. Yeah, real
0: heart heart. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Catholic sibling. Catholic sibling. time has. Yeah. <laughs> your time. This now. If you want
2: it, I can help you get it.
0: You get it. <laughs> you you get it. Oh, just like,
2: just replace it the lyrics so, of a song with, like, shittier lyrics. Yeah. We
0: have a new career where we're going to give cheap public domain versions <laughs> yeah. of important pop and rock Which... songs for people to use in their low-budget movies. Uh, off of our uh, research, that what... Seems to be that guy's thing Yeah oh, I mean son. you need it right You
1: always need people To yeah, write songs That some kind of like a song He had a very long resume Yeah On his website well, and Did just see how, how much Was under like Multiple uses Like, Yeah also like In other
2: languages Like mm-hmm. he had like A lot of like Number ones On the charts Of like Asian <laughs> Or like Mandarin and
1: Cantonese yeah, charts yeah. Like it was
2: very weird
1: it's, I don't know more about this guy. And also, th- that scene where uh, "Let me taste your honey" <laughs> yeah. comes up in is is disgusting. disgusting. It is disgusting, but it's also like so stylistically separate from the rest of the movie. Well, it's it doesn't like it they're ostensibly
0: in an elevator, but it's very dark, so you can't like see the elevator. Also, and also, Naomi is like eating a Snickers bar in a fashion that I would she, hope no one would ever want like to eat a Snickers bar. To blow it, yeah. While she's yeah, so it. she's like licking the nub of the Snickers bar and, and like, like moaning, her. and she's so, like. Oh. And I guess the idea is that, again, it's <laughs> supposed to be Bruce the first like, memory of the event rather than the actual event, but nonetheless, yeah. this just, it, like, paints him in an even more bizarre light we than he ends don't... up
1: being in later on. We literally get that with no other character yeah. at all. Yeah. And it only happens once with him, so it just kind of want to be like, do it, you, it, do you have Again, to do it goes this? back to, like, inept direction. And then, yeah. again, like, Bruce
0: One doesn't matter in this movie, so why does yeah. this flashback? Right. Yeah, so of all the characters, why is this the thing that we're seeing?
1: Also, I, not to be weird about this, but Bruce One doesn't, I know he's not even the main character, but he doesn't have an arc, but it kind of seems seems like the movie is like well first he was like intensely devoted to her then he was really spurned and now he's like i don't care yeah I'm like i i don't, I don't care, care about either. this character yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, so do you want to go to fixes? Yeah. Sure. I'll start if that's cool. That's cool, Chris. Is that cool? That's cool. Um, You're going on my no-Chris list. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It's an issue of balance, because you, as is, one character acts like a villain, and the other one is, like, not great. I mean, he's a dick, but too. he comes off better. Yes, he yeah. comes off better, which is not what we need. Yeah. Um, I also think we need a stronger, more definitive, inciting incident that's built into their relationship. Mm -hmm. So what I want to have happen is, before he realized he was gay, they had some kind of like encounter that did not go well. She took a much more positive, like, oh, this could be a thing takeaway out of that. And that is what kind of like folded this into her so passionately. I did find myself thinking a lot like, really? Like you're still stuck on this? Like we can't move? So I, I kind of wanted something heavier that keeps that pinned to her. And I think the other major thing I would change is I would have him like miss multiple important either promises or like, we're gonna do this together kind of thing to really try to emphasize his side of this relationship erosion because as is, it just feels like she's holding on so hard that that's what's kind of chasing him away. I want this to be... Yes, she's, like, clinging to this thing and needs to grow, but in his situation, he is legitimately not being there for her in times where she really needs it. I know Wikipedia thought that was the case, but it's just not. <laughs> um, and the other thing I would do is I would do a major cleanup around the mom. Um, I would just get rid of the kind of funny, oh, what's her career now going to be thing. Uh, I would keep her depressed. I would probably turn up the heat on their money situation a little bit because I feel like that was backburnered. And I'm also kind of cleaning house on, like, the quirky Residence. Uh, I think instead of having, like, Bruce One be, like, an awkward, dorky incel, I'm, we're going to do a little more on Eli's parents to maybe try to give a little more background for why he is striking out on his own, leaving most nights to go off and just go do something else with someone else, uh, because maybe he sees Naomi as being associated with this, like, rough time. Mm. Uh, I would also need to be a part of their conflict— because I feel like they don't discuss it, and I think that's weird that she seems to assume that everything has gone fine for his family, whereas hers has fallen on extremely hard times, where I don't think that's the case. Yes, Eli's parents stayed together, but they're clearly not happy with one another, and I think we need to pull that out a lot more. I really like the idea, what you said about um, Eli not being there for her.
2: I, that's a good arc, I think, is like, it can, <laughs> can keep him being pretty much the character he is, where like he doesn't have the same baggage that she does, but also he's not taking the time to recognize that she has some baggage, we're right. not being a good friend in that sense, like, it, it's relatable, like, he wants to be able to do these other things but also he's, like, leaving behind someone
0: who needs his help. Right. Yeah. It is strange that the movie kind of, like, half-assed, like, does that a little bit, because, like, there's the scene where she leaves class very abruptly and calls him and is like, Eli, I need you to come to Yaffa Cafe in, like, five minutes. You see him sitting on a bench with some, like, random guy, and he's like, "Uh, I'm kind of busy right here. She's like, no, I'll see you there in five minutes. But also, like, the sequence where she goes into his room and, like, sleeps on his bed, and then he shows up later on, like, you could play those things as, like, him just not being there for (laughs) her, but, like, it's simply not done.
2: So I don't. I mean, I, I've not been silent about my distaste for like much of this movie, <laughs> but there are a few things that I can take and, and make. I think a movie that I would want to see. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I like the kind of character that Gabriel is. I also think out of the things that I really to most of this movie, it is the arc of like someone not being able, like the transition from high school to college, and like what that means, and like how to deal with that, like maturation, mm-hmm. so to speak, and. What I like is the idea that Naomi is a person. I, I would get rid of this, any semblance of crush or whatever nonsense. Like I hate the that. You like? Yes, yeah. I hate it. But what I do like is that they were codependently friends regardless mm-hmm. in high school because they had only each other. Yeah. Because it was that kind of environment where there was no one else that they could rely on. Mm-hmm. But and they both colleges, went through
1: this like very specific and intense. Oh, I
2: don't. I'm getting rid episode? of that. I don't like that. The cheating. I don't like the cheating with the family. Okay. I think that adds weird baggage that I don't want in the movie. I think that it's fine for her mom to have been cheated on and and divorced and have her mom be art, but I don't, I don't want to tie it down to like the two characters' parents again. Yeah. I I think it's weird to have this like, we've been through similar trauma because our parents fucked each other at one point. I think that's (laughs) a bit weird. And I think it gets in the way of the two characters at hand. Yeah. So I don't want that hanging over. I think it's fine for, I think actually it's better for Eli to have had a sort of blessed childhood. Where he had these two gay moms, and they were fine. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Naomi's parents did go through some shit, and maybe Eli was there for her during that. And maybe Eli got picked on a lot in high school by by other kids because he was gay, and, and Naomi was there for him in that respect. And so they were friends in high school because they were it was the sort of place where like it was just them and they had, only had each other. Um, but college is very different, and you meet a lot of different kinds of people. Um, diversity is much more accessible, and. Eli's very quickly finding, like, oh, there's, like, all these new things I can do and and have fun with, whereas Naomi's struggling and she's clinging to Eli as, like, the one person, um, to, like, that she can try to hold on to, but, like, so it's it's less about this, like, crush that she has and more about, like, Naomi is struggling to either let go of this friendship and branch out or, and or, like, find other connections, similar connections to people in college that she did with Eli. Yeah. Um... And so it's more about, like... Because, because again, crushes and, like, romance aside, this kind of dynamic happens in regular friendships all the time, where, it's mm-hmm. like, there's just, like, different time commitments people are able to make, and people have other friends. And so, like, that's enough of a powerful arc on its own. Mm-hmm. Of, like, you know, I used to... I don't have... My friend doesn't have as much time for me as they used to have. And her struggling with that. I also really like Gabriel, so what I want to do with Gabriel is... I think I like the idea that you had of, like, getting rid of all of the weird, quirky neighbors to some extent. But I think... What I liked about having, like, other neighbor characters and Gabriel is that both Naomi and Eli are kind of objectifying Gabriel as this, like, oh, he's just a really hot guy. Yeah. Like, they don't think about who he is behind all of that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that they both start from this place. Oh, um, nice. I like less than like, not seeing Gabriel the person, just seeing the face mm. the body or whatever. But I kind of like the idea of Gabriel being there the whole time just, like, for all of the residents, like, doing all of these weird things that he knows people need done, like, If they're insomniacs, there's, like, always coffee that he puts on Mm. every night to make sure that, like, the people that come down to the lobby have coffee. Like, he's just very mindful and, like... Like, he just does all of these things. He's, like, sort of an anomaly character, maybe, mm-hmm. where, like, he just knows what all these people need. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, like, he himself doesn't, like, open up to many people where he's very quiet and no one really thinks about this guy that does all of these things. Like, he's always taking the trash out for someone that doesn't take the trash all the way down. Um, and I like the idea of Naomi eventually discovering that part of him throughout the movie as she's, like, looking for connections that she can't find with Eli. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of like the idea that maybe Gabriel's arc is that he so- shut down connecting with People like externally, and just decided that he like the best he could do was like watch and like help as an outsider, um, and that you Naomi's know, the first one in a long time to sort of see what he's doing and connect with him
0: on a personal level. I like that. Nice. So, the idea I had for mine is that I wanted to rearrange, like, the backstory a little bit. In my head, what's going to happen is that I also, much like Lee, got rid of the fact that um, Naomi's dad had an affair with one of Eli's moms because it creates this bizarre baggage that I don't want. So, Naomi's dad to have an affair that, le- that leads to the breakup of her parents' marriage. And while that is happening, that is also the time that, this is during like their senior year of high school, that Eli chooses to reveal to her that he is gay. So, like, Basically, Uh for her, like, this entire thing, just, like, her entire life, like, explodes explodes in, like, one fell swoop. So it's sort of, like, she always had this idea of her perfect life with, like, her parents loving each other very much and the idea that, like, she has a best friend in Eli and, like, they've never said it, but they'll probably get married someday. And, like, it's, like, this very sort of, like, juvenile infatuation that she has with him. But anyway, so, like, as that happens, she, like, tells you, like, okay... Well, since you're gay, like let's make a no-kiss list. And like let's talk about like the boys will never kiss because they don't interfere with our friendship. And we don't want anything to like fuck with our friendship the way that like my parents, the way that their marriage ended up breaking up. They do have this list of people. And what I want the list of people to do is like throughout the movie, I'm not sure if it will be in flashbacks or if it would just be sort of doled out in info dumps throughout it, where like they reveal how like every single person on that list had some effect on their friendship and their lives to like reveal why that person is simply not on their no kiss list. Like whether this was like the first boy in school that Naomi had a crush on, and secretly Eli had a crush on him too the entire time, or something like that. So you have that as a thread throughout the movie. What I also want to focus on a little bit is the idea of you know, strengthening the relationships between Bruce Two and Eli. For in my head, what it's going to be is that while they're both in college, they both separately meet Bruce Two, and then they both decide to like they're both like kind of interested in him, and they're both like spending time like with him. At some point, they like they. Have happen to realize like oh we're all friends let's all go out together and they're both kind of like surreptitiously trying to see like where his interests might lie and eventually that scene I think I kind of want to happen similar to the movie where Bruce 2 goes up to see Eli and they kiss and everything falls from there so I want to focus on strengthening their relationship I kind of like the idea that Bruce 2 has this little bit of a hang-up about being with Eli that I think could provide some sort of interesting conflict for Eli to have to deal with and meanwhile Naomi's trying to deal with finding out who she is is on her own without Eli and trying to grow and mature as a person. At the end of the movie, what's going to happen is that Naomi decides to leave NYU and she's going to transfer to a school in California somewhere. And she's going to basically start, yeah, she's going to start an entire new life without him. They're going to end in a good place, like still being friends, but with the knowledge that just because you are friends doesn't mean you have to be right with each other every moment of every day and you can still have a relationship with someone who may not live anywhere near you and you never really see. Does anyone recommend no. this movie? No. No. Yeah, I
2: because <laughs> it's such an easy no, right? It is. It's so like honest to
1: god, yeah, I was out there. It is because I watched like... Infinite play. Right, this. that was the thing because like I watched
0: that movie and I liked it a lot, and so I watched this and was like, oh, it'll be something like this maybe. Like maybe I'll enjoy as much as that.
1: I did not guarantee you that's what they were banking on. Oh, I'm sure they to were me, like from the same writers. Yeah. the...
0: yeah, I'm yeah. sure they were, but it was just so. No, horribly handled. And
1: uh, everyone is annoying. You don't like anyone really. And it's also it's weirdly hard to follow at times, just because it is just so formal. There are strange like time lapses almost.
2: Yeah, I think it's a good indication of how much we talk during the movie on the first round. We
0: talked like almost constantly in the first (laughs) round. Other things too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) It's it is almost impressive that a movie that is just under 90 minutes long could be so shapeless and aimless. Yeah. It feels so much longer than 90 minutes because, again, there's no structure to this movie. None. So and not in an interesting way. Yeah. Like, it's
1: not... It's not experimental or, like, wow. strange. Or stylistic. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's, just it's
0: just lazy. Yeah. All right. So, facebook.com slash Podcast, www.draftpack.com There's no Twitter. whywatchpodcast at gmail.com Maybe. I don't know. Try it. See what happens. Maybe someone will get Why back to
2: do you. Me? keep giving the gmail It's Just
1: because I'm interested in seeing if anyone ever <laughs> (laughs) Should we we try to do a let me taste your honey version of (laughs) pie? No. Let me buy
2: your honey. I just never just say let me taste your honey. Let me taste taste your honey. honey. tonight